This is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. Mitch LaFawn. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. And uh, joining me on the phone for this, another episode of Mitch Marathon Month, is guitarist Mark Zavon. He has a new album out called, well, Mark Zavon. And uh, I got, I first got to meet Mark years and years ago when he was a guitarist for Stephen Piercy. And he was phenomenal, an absolute, absolute monster player and uh, stayed friends with him over the years. He, of course, uh, formed a band with Rex Brown of uh, Pantera called Kill Devil Hill. The band is still uh, working on a, on a new album, which should come out soon. So uh, we'll, we'll get over to Mark here in a second. But uh, it is uh, July 2nd, 2019. And uh, in my... Inbox on my email, we got news that The Cult is releasing a 30th anniversary of Sonic Temple, which uh, turned out interesting. And, and of course, uh, July 2nd is the is the day that Alice Cooper released um, Hey Stupid. And, and today, my interview downtown in person is Mickey Curry, drummer for Ryan Adams, who happened to have played on Hey Stupid, but also Sonic Temple. And... Um, well, so let me just quickly tell you. So, so this 30th anniversary of Sonic Temple is going to be a five-CD deluxe edition. And there are uh, songs like Messing Up the Blues from the Firewoman single, uh, Eddie Chow Baby, did I say that right, from um, uh, uh, Acoustic. There's uh, demos for Medicine Train, New York City, American Horse, Sun King. Then there is live stuff, uh, atomic, uh, automatic blues, I should say, American Horse Live, uh, Medicine Train Rock demo, uh, Soldier Blues, the uh, Worman extended version, just just an incredible amount of of material. So so five CDs for this deluxe edition. It will of course be out shortly. Well, in fact, it'll be out on September thirteenth. And if you haven't checked it out, go back and check out my Billy Duffy interview from uh, from about a month ago. I thought it was fantastic. I thought I thought he was just an absolute pleasure to have as a, as a guest. And of course, while you're checking stuff out, you know what's coming. Head over to loudtracks.com forward slash Mitch to pick up one of your Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon t-shirts. High quality stuff. Huh? I own a couple myself. Go figure. But uh, loudtracks.com forward slash Mitch. And yes, I'm, I'm going to do this. If you would care to support the podcast, the, the PayPal is MitchMinute at AOL.com. MitchMinute at AOL.com. And if you are a band that wants to send in a Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon jingle, now let's be very clear. It has to say Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon during you know the lyrical content or whatever. And the music needs to be original. We can't, of course, uh, copy a, a Kiss song or a Cult song or an Alice Cooper song and, and throw Rock Talk over it because then everybody gets in trouble and we can't have that. But uh, if you do want to send that in, you can also use the Mitch Minute at AOL.com. And uh, without further ado, let us get over to guitarist Mark Zavon speaking about his new album, Mark Zavon. We are speaking with guitarist Mark Zavon. He has a new album out called, well... Uh, Mark Zavon, which is a great title for an album, uh, almost as good as uh, who was it that had the the album called Live? Hey, Mark. By the way, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks was it Grand Funk Railroad, by the way, that had an album called Live? What band was it back in the day that had an album called Live? Anyway, but um, 
pleasure to speak to you. It has been a while. It has been, we have, of course, have spoken during the Kel, Kill Devil Hill days, but uh, we have known each other going all the way back to the Stephen Piercy days and the uh, JRZ System days, right? That's been... Uh, yeah, that's right. Long that's time. Right. Let me get this straight, and and we'll get on to the new album, which I've been listening to. It is it is fantastic. The playing on that thing is just incredible. Uh, the guitar playing Thanks, in particular. Uh, but JRZ System, that was part of Stephen's label back in the day, right? Or no? Actually, JRZ System was an instrumental band that I had uh, for years before I met Stephen. And then when I got the audition for Stephen, he asked me if I knew a drummer and a bass player. And it was just an obvious choice to have those guys come in and play. So uh, we became Steven's backing band. And uh, I think that's when we started. I think the first time I met you was we were on that Voices of Metal tour. And yep. we played up at like Pine Knob. And, and you were there and we hung out on the bus for a little while. And it was a lot of fun playing with Steven. And those guys were a great fit, too. And we had a great time together, for sure. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about Steven and we'll talk about Kill Devil Hill. But let's talk about what we're here for. This new album, um, well, new. It came out uh, uh, November, right? Right. Uh, November, yeah. Talk to me about doing this all alone, because you you, you have played on some of the Piercy stuff. You have played, of course, with Killed Devil Hill, which it's always hard to get a new band going out there because brands meant to establish a brand is really difficult, you know, regardless of how good the music Mm -hmm. is to get a name going. So this time you said the heck with it. Mark Zavon, let me go establish that. Talk to me about the first of all, coming together with the songs but also some of the challenges you face of being Mark Zavon and not being a Black Sabbath or, or a Kiss or a Rat. I mean, it's it's difficult. Oh, it's totally difficult. And I mean, I, it really wasn't a conscious decision so much as I really had some time on my hands because uh, in the middle of doing Kill Devil Hill stuff, Rex decided to kind of jump off and do his solo stuff. And and it took uh, it took him a while, and we were just sort of sitting around. And I wanted to do something creative and have an outlet. I love to write music. I'm always writing music. And so I had this big pile of material, and I was doing some engineering for Wasp, their latest record. And on a break, Blackie asked me, he's like, well, what are you up to? And I'm like, well, I'm just writing music, not really doing much else. And he's like, well, you write all this music. Why don't you just sing it? And I really, I guess I hadn't really thought much about it. And uh, it kind of caught me off guard. And he just sort of looked at me and and said, well, can you do it or not? And I don't know if it was the challenge of that or just that I have so much respect for the guy, but uh, basically that's when I decided, all right, well, yeah, I think I could do that. So I go home and start working on the stuff and it became sort of a labor of love, you know, of of being able to have a creative outlet, you know, that uh, I was missing for a while with Kill Devil on hiatus. So uh, just started pointing myself in that direction and was fortunate enough to start working with some really good people. Brian Tishy played most of the drums. Uh, Vinny Apice did a track uh, and had Josh Newell mix it and uh, Paul Logos master. I mean, the guys that were involved were all top shelf and I was super fortunate to get them uh, in on the project for sure. Yeah, you really were. And by the way, I like the way you just go, oh, casually. Oh, yeah, I was working with Blackie Law. This is like, like, it's no big deal. Of course, that's a big deal. Um, what what He's album? Great guy. He, you know what? I did an interview with him last year, and it was absolutely uh, uh, spectacular. I guess, for the lack of a better word, he he was so kind and so. And I had heard all kinds of stories about oh, Blackie has this, and I was like, oh, okay. But he was anyway. He was great. But uh, 
Talk to me then. Uh, so the songs that you put together, were these intended for Kill Devil Hill? And of course, just because the hiatus went on so long that you were like, okay, I got to do something with them. Or were these freshly written? You said, okay, Blackie has inspired me to go do this. I'm going to sit down and write 10 songs and let's have a go. Well, it was a mixed bag. I'll be honest. There was a couple that were earmarked for Kill Devil Hill. The one that Vinny plays on was part of the original group we wrote when we first got together and Jimmy Bang was still the bass player. So, you know, it goes way back. It's just a song that never got used on a record. And uh, a song called Brick by Brick was also going to be uh, a Kill Devil Hill song. But the, about a third of it was stuff that I had had uh, written for other projects. And a third, another third of it maybe, or a little bit more was stuff that I wrote fresh. So it was just sort of seeing what I had, seeing what I could use. Will this work? Will this, you know, and I reworked some stuff too. things that were a different style and kind of made them more rock, more up-tempo rock style, because that's kind of the, the direction I wanted the record to go. So I, I kind of, you know, changed the tempos, changed the feel, changed the vibe and, uh, you know, did a new version of it so that it would fit with the rest of the stuff. Did you enjoy the challenge of singing the songs yourself? I mean, did, listening back to it, do, do you have cringe moments where you go, oh, because, you know, when I listen to my own interviews, sometimes I go, oh, or is it like, yeah, you know, I, I, I got this. I, I did pretty good here. You know, it, it's tough for me to listen to any of my stuff. I'm, I'm not uh, very good at sending myself flowers or anything. You know what I mean? But I, I don't feel like I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm proud of it. I think Good. it's great. And I really enjoy doing it. And I want to do more of it. The more I've been playing with some friends of mine and you know, we've done a couple of gigs and I want to get out and do some support stuff uh, for some more established acts here coming up. And, you know, I'm excited to do it. So the more I do it, the more I think the voice is kind of like a muscle. And, and the more you use it, the more the better you get at it. And it seems to be getting better the more I use it. So I'm excited. I'm excited to keep moving forward. Yeah, I got to say, there's a song on the album called Three Days Grace. And, uh, of course, there's a band up here in Canada called Three Days Grace. So I listened to the song. Yeah, that song band. is great. It is, yeah, great band, but great song. The The vocal is great. The guitar playing is great. Uh, you know, Tishy is just an, an incredibly solid drummer. But uh, mm. now that you've had that experience, do you see yourself doing a a second solo album with you doing sort of everything and bringing in a drummer to, to handle just that part. Do you see yourself going to kill devil Hill and saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe me and Dewey can, can trade vocals on a song. Maybe I can do one, you know, sort of like an ace Fraley spot and do one song. That's just do you, more you or, or is like, eh, okay, been there, done that. You know, I, I wouldn't close the door on anything. I think, you know, I like leaving all the options on the table. Certain, I'd love to do another solo record. I've got a lot more material that didn't get used, you know, for this one. So, you know, I could certainly do another one if, if the time comes right now, uh, I've been writing a lot of stuff for what I hope will be the next kill devil hill record. We've got about, I don't know, about 20 songs. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff written and we're just kind of trying to find the right home for it right now. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out, but I'd really like to do that record this year and maybe do that uh, first, but, but we'll see, you know, I, like I said, I like leaving all the options open, and if something presents itself and I can move forward in another direction, I'll be happy to do that too, yeah. just so long as it's, you know, making music and, you know, doing what makes me happy. So where are we with uh, KDH? Is that a band that uh, that that is going to move forward in 2019? Now, and member-wise, we got Dewey, we have you. 
still Johnny on drums and, and I guess Nico on bass. Is that, is that the lineup currently? You're exactly right. Yeah. Nico Diarni- Nico Diarnese is the bass player. He's a new guy. He's an Italian guy, an amazing, amazing bass player, amazing spirit. He's got great energy and he's super excited to be involved. And uh, Johnny, of course, from Typo Negative, an amazing drummer and cooler than anybody I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and me and Dewey and basically, you know, I, I write a lot of stuff over here at my house and then Dewey comes over when he can and, you know, he'll sing on the stuff and, We've got a stack of demos, and some of the stuff's really strong. I'm really excited about it. I really want to get out and and uh, and do a record, get out and play with that band again because uh, playing those songs has always been so much fun, and the fans really react to it. I remember when we opened for Alice Cooper, and uh, you know, the beginning of the set, people are looking at us, giving us the hairy eyeball, like "Who are you?" And then by the end of our set, they got both hands in the air and they're screaming. And so if you're doing that, if you're able to do that, then you know, you're doing something right. And I always felt like we just didn't kind of go far enough with kill devil Hill. We kind of just needed to keep going. So I want to do that for sure. If, if I can this year. And like I said, we're looking for the right home for it. We're looking for the right uh, path, you know, to get, to get that record where it's got to go, but uh, just working on the nuts and bolts right now. Well, listen, uh, EMP uh, and uh, Dave Ellison and Tom Hazard signed your album, so maybe maybe you can give them a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, and, and get them to get Kill Devil Hill on board. But I do want to ask you about this, because having Rex Brown and Vinny Apice, or a piece, depending on how which day of the week it is, um, it's great to have that, because it brings an, an, an immediate notoriety to the band, uh, an immediate visibility, and people are like, oh, I want to go see that. But there's also... The other flip side of it is like, oh, well, it sounds less than like Pantera. Oh, it sounds less than like Black Sabbath. So, so it, it's, it's, it sort of cuts both ways. But now that you have these four guys, Johnny, Nico, Mark, and Dewey, what, what, what talk to me about sort of moving forward with those guys away from, well, it's not Pantera. Well, it's not Sabbath. And, and moving forward with the band in terms of sound and establishing your own thing with this lineup. Yeah, well, we were really grateful to have, you know, Vinny and Rex involved because they brought so much to the table and they've, you know, gone their own ways. And, you know, we're, we're all still friends and we still talk. And of course we, you know, support all their uh, endeavors. And yeah, I really love what they're doing. Truthfully, both of them. I mean, the new last in line is amazing. And Rex's solo record is awesome, but uh, we've got kill devil Hill always had its own identity. And like you said, people wanted it to sound like this, wanted it to sound like that, but it always just sounded like kill devil Hill. So now maybe with those guys gone, you know, maybe people can appreciate it just for what it is. And we can just move forward with, you know, the sound that we, cause it's the same sound, like the new stuff that we're writing. It sounds just like, you know, the old stuff. I mean, it's still us. I wrote a lot of the riffs and a lot of the, you know, I mean, basically Dewey and I, you know, did most of the, the writing part, the creative part. So, you know, that hasn't really changed and the sound hasn't really changed. So with any luck, you know, if you like the first stuff, you're going to like the new stuff. So we're excited to move forward and have people hear it. You know, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. But, but, uh, but I, I, I will sort of go back on that. It's just that there is an expectation when you have guys from brand, names in there and so now you sort of have cleared the air and it's, you just get to be kill devil hill without all of the baggage and the baggage is both positive and negative it's not you know it, it, it goes both ways um quickly Stephen piercy talk to me about those times because you had a chance to be 
sort of Warren Demartini, uh, you know, on stage for talk to me about playing the rad stuff and and some of the intricacies because when you talk about guitar heroes we all hear eddie van halen and Jimi hendrix and this and that and a lot of folks don't mention warren but that stuff he plays is intricate it's complicated and it's beautiful yeah oh he's so underrated i mean from that era he was probably the best if not certainly one of the best of that era and I was always a rat. I was a rat fan since I heard the first EP when I was in high school and uh, to get a chance to play with Steven obviously was like a dream come true, getting to play those songs. I already knew most of them came in and, you know, I'd been playing them in my bedroom when I was a kid, you know, so I knew all the riffs and uh, it was, it was just a lot of fun to, to play those songs with him and get to know him, you know, cause he's such a pro. I mean, he's been doing it so long and he knows exactly, you know, like, one night his wireless went out. I remember we were out on tour and instead of like pitching a fit about it, he just grabbed the cable and he started doing this like thing where he'd sling the cable across the stage and like almost skip rope with it and jump around. It was like he had been doing it for years and there were these talents, you know, these little aspects to his showmanship that, you know, just were part of his persona and you wouldn't have even known it because he's been using a wireless mic so long, but the guy was great to work with. And yeah, he's a super cool guy. And, definitely a part of rock history. And then I was lucky enough, actually, I don't know if you know this, when Jizzy was fronting rat and John Karabi was playing guitar, John had a conflict and I actually sat in, in John's spot with Warren for a couple of shows on some festival dates. And so I got to play the Robin part with Warren on stage. And that was, that was equally as, uh, you know, fulfilling for me as, as a rat fan to, to get a chance to play with to Warren on stage and play those harmony solos and stuff like that. It was, it was quite a thrill. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely a force to be reckoned with. So I, I want to talk to you about that. Cause I, I sort of remember that because that would have been going back to what, two two Oh eight. Like, I mean, that would have been like long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Right. It was. Oh yeah. I sort of remember that going through the, the news wire back in the day. First of all, talk to me about how that came about because of course at that time, uh, well, actually was Steven, no, Steven wasn't fronting it. Jizzy was fronting it, right? Jizzy. Yeah. It was Jizzy's, uh, job right. at the time. And okay, so, I think I got the, I want to say Robbie Crane gave me a call because Robbie was, uh, how I got the initial audition, with rat i auditioned uh, the way i even met steven was i auditioned for rat when they were going out with poison and i think uh kerry kelly got the gig that time but uh but steven kept my number and so when he decided to do his solo thing he gave me a call and that's how i got that that whole connection was through robbie crane so i think robbie called me if i remember right and then said they needed somebody to fill in for for john you know because he had a conflict for a couple of dates or whatever it was and then yeah, and I didn't get any rehearsal at all. So <laughs> I fly in, right, to the first date, and I go to Warren's hotel room, and I sit there with a little micro cassette recorder, and he tells me all the endings, and we go through all the endings and the, you know, segues between the songs and stuff. And then I had to just get up and play the next day. It was <laughs> a little intimidating, but a hell of a lot of fun. Well, that's got to be difficult, because when, you know, when you play, you sort of have a muscle memory, and so you're as you're hearing the song, you're, you, your fingers go to those lead parts and you're like no 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 i gotta go to the rhythm parts now that, that that's gotta right. be an incredible challenge but but i want to know just a little bit about the atmosphere because at that time well in fact anytime between 1980 and today the rat guys are always at each other's throat but 
was that sort of strange? Did Steven sort of say to you, hey, 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 buddy, where are you going? You're going to the enemy? And, and did the enemy sort of say, hey, hey, you're Steven's guy. How'd you like, was there any weirdness on that level? Well, there wasn't. Uh, I remember Steven kind of chided me afterwards. He's like, hey, man, you can't be going to the other team. <laughs> but he was just messing with me. You know, I mean, he knows that. You know, it's just it's just music, man. It's only rock and roll. It's it's no big deal. And there was no at the time I wasn't playing in Steven's band. You know, he's had uh, his current lineup, give or take a guy, I think, for for since like 2002 or something, three. So, you know, it, there was no real it's not like I was going back and forth. I was I hadn't played in Steven's band in years and they called me out of the blue because they knew I knew the material. So I just, gotcha. uh, yeah, I showed up and played and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I love playing those songs, man. I mean, I saw, uh, Steven was picking a set list on Instagram or something and I was like, Oh yeah, I like that song. <laughs> like looking for love, like the deep cuts, you know what I mean? Like stuff that's uh cool guitar parts, cool riffs, you know, what you give is what you get, you know, some, some cool stuff, but yeah, I'll, I'll always be a rat fan. I think. Yeah. Rat is a great band. Now, um, you did mention working on this on a wasp album, but what are you doing since, you know, we don't see you as much out on the road. You're, what are sort of what do you keep your your days busy with? You made the solo album. Kill Devil Hill is coming maybe later this year, maybe early next year. What is sort of the day to day for you? Well, I, I work in the studio. You know, I do a little bit of engineering here and there when I can. Uh, I've got a, a cover band I play with. You know, here around LA, just kind of you know keeping my chops up and you know doing some singing. That's that's another thing that's helping me get my voice together. Is uh, is doing some cover stuff, you know, just kind of playing and singing a little bit more on a regular basis. Cause I never really did that, you know? And so uh, playing in an instrumental band, like I did for years and, you know, playing as a, as a side guy, or just basically as a lead guitar player, you don't really sing lead so much unless, you know, there's call to do it. And so for me, I'm trying to get my chops up in that realm so that, you know, I can get out and do my solo thing and, and feel confident, you know, be strong about it. And yeah, it's, getting better and we had a rehearsal just a couple days ago and it's like oh yeah this is really coming together so i'm really excited about it oh that's great and uh now of course the the mark zavon album is out now it is called mark zavon uh will there be tour dates i, I know you said that you're, you're you're hoping to get out there but is there anything already booked that we can confirm and talk about well we've played a couple of shows here in la over at the whiskey and uh the lucky strike but I've got a support slot thing that I can't uh, mention yet because it's not firm, but, uh, but another guitar player friend of mine uh, who's more established than me uh, may be, I may be able to do some, some uh, support slots for some upcoming stuff there. So that's what we're rehearsing for. And I'm hoping it comes together. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, promoters and agents and stuff like that. So we just got to, hammer out the details, you know, the minutia of it. And hopefully fingers crossed, I can get out in front of some people and rock their socks off. Yeah. Cause I, I have to say back in the day when I, when I would see you do the rad stuff, it was just phenomenal. And you listen to the playing on the Mark Z Zavon album. It is phenomenal. Uh, Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I can't wait to see Kill Devil Hill. I, I really, I'm excited about the new lineup and I'm excited to, uh, what 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 it's going to sound like and what the fans' reaction is going to be like because uh, you put on a show here in Montreal years ago at the Underworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what year was that? that? Was that two o? That was the last time I saw you, Mitch. I'm pretty sure it was. It, I that think show. it was 2012. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it was. They're 2000... going out on that first run. Yep. 
Yeah, so it, it, it's been a while, and, and you definitely need to get back up here, but uh, there you go. Uh, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Hey, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me, Mitch. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. You're listening to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk.